Hello, everyone. Hello. This is uh, Talk Bookie to Me. This is our first episode for December 2023. Um, it's a discussion-based podcast in which we talk about our reading journey and hopefully kind of make progress on our TBR and recommend some things to build your TBR as well. Um, I'm one host, Aaron. And I'm Felicia. And again, this is our first episode for December. Um, If you're not familiar with the podcast, on our first episode, we typically try to set some reading goals for the month um, and also introduce a new theme for this month's episodes, which we will track throughout two more episodes um, in the middle of the month and then the end of the month. Um, And yeah, I think that's some good lead-in stuff. Yeah, I think this episode's going to be a little bit short just because... Neither one of our TBR is very long because we have some plans in December and we are also potentially doing some specials, so we don't want to do too many long... I guess we are going to do We're definitely doing some specials. We just need to hammer them down and figure out how many. (laughs) I'm obsessed with end of the year lists (laughs) and things like that and like setting goals and everything. Like I love reflecting back at the end of the year. So this we're absolutely going to have a couple, at least two special episodes, I would say, this month. So keep an eye out for those as well. Um, but we like to start off every episode of the podcast with um, some discussion about uh, stuff we're excited about, anything that we purchased, as well as uh, just kind of, in this case, a couple of goals that we have, mm-hmm. a couple of like updates, news-related updates for the podcast going into next month. Um, if you listen to our end of November episode... We had quite a few purchases, and we don't really have anything new that we purchased since then. Right. I, um, I actually, because normally I do, but I'm trying to be good. I really, right. really, and truly am. Well, going into the holidays, you got to expect people are going to buy us books. I hope. Yeah. So but we you're have the to... only one that bought me books last year. Well, <laughs> and I bought you quite a few books last yeah. year. But, but <laughs> I always have family that buys me books and things like that. I still have my fingers crossed for, for some Martha Wells stuff. But right. Anyway. Um, so what we're going to do instead of uh, the purchase books, um, we're going to talk. Uh, you said you have one yeah, release? Yeah, I, I found first. a release that I was really interested in. It comes out December 5th. It's called A River of Golden Bones. By A.K. Mulford. Um, It's the beginning of a new fantasy trilogy. And it begins a journey of self-discovery, romance, and adventure for a young heir as she slash they comes out of hiding to save her sister from a malicious, powerful sorceress and her dangerous sleeping curse. A sleeping curse, a fallen court, a secret twin. Um, That just seems cool. Seems fun, yeah. (laughs) Um, Really quick, twins Kala and Briar have spent their entire lives hiding from the powerful sorceress who destroyed their kingdom and from the humans who don't know they are wolves. Each twin has their own purpose in life. Briar's is to marry the prince of an ally pack and save the golden court. Kala's purpose is to remain a secret, her twin shadow, the backup plan. Mm -hmm. I assume... That there's probably going to be some identity issues just for Kala, considering she's like, it feels like the disposable one. Yeah. Um, which that is going to, I hope there's drama about that, honestly. <laughs> well, that fit in with everything that you've read for the last yeah. like two, three months. I like I think. drama. Yeah. Well, not just that, but identity drama. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but that is, I mean, that's the only one that really stood out to me this time Mm -hmm. um there are a lot that i'm gonna look at of course but it's not like i'm gonna buy them 
Yeah, I don't really... It's going to be good. Right. I don't have any, like, upcoming releases that I've, like, researched very much. Um, I think there's plenty of things that I want to read, but they're not necessarily new releases. Um, But we also wanted to use this segment to talk about uh, this 12 12 books of Christmas thing that we do for each other. So... Uh, typically, every December, we try to exchange 12 gifts um, leading up to December 25th. 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, we do the 12 days of Christmas thing. Um, and 11 of those 12 are books. One of them is a book-related gift. Uh, we did this last year. It was really cool. And then we try to set a goal to have read all of those books by a certain date. Last time, I think we did... What by was Valentine's it? Day. By Valentine's Day was what we set. It was our first year. We were... Feeling romantic, I think. Yeah, that's then that's <laughs> faded, so we can. No, that's what I was implying. Oh, cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so we um this time though, I think we're being a little bit more realistic about it, especially for me because I'm a little bit of a slower reader. So we're trying to set a goal that's a, a little bit further out. So I think it's the end of March yeah. is what we set for this one. Um, not too much more of an extension, which so, I did. I met the goal last year, I think, right? No, or I was I was like a week a day off, late. a day late. Okay, yeah. I knew you it was, finished it. You finished it on the fifteenth, and I can't remember what your last. It was the Hamilton book. No, 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 no. I finished that one in like a day. I cannot remember what your last book was. I can't remember either. But uh, but yeah, it took me like an extra day. But this time we're just trying to be more realistic about it. But we thought it'd be a cool thing to share with all of you um, the categories that we have because we theme each of the 12 days and that's why our tbr is shorter too Mm -hmm. um because we have we've we've had these categories set for a long time now Mm -hmm. we had a whole list of categories that we did the 26th of december we were so excited about our 12 days we looked forward to those 12 days that on the 26th, we were like, all right, let's think of some more categories for next year. Right. And that's kind of where our exchange came in, too, because there were so many categories and so many books that we wanted to be able to get each other. But it's it's a little better, it's a little bit better to kind of rein me in a little bit. Hmm. Because otherwise, I'm going to get this book here and this book here, and it's going to be like a pile of books and no reason. <laughs> right, right. No, and I think this is good. It makes it a fun, interesting thing where we have something to open each day leading up yep. to Christmas. So it's going to start on the 14th, if I did my math right. Um, so it starts on the 14th, ends on the 25th. The The last three days we'll probably have to go ahead and give each other because you might be going, you're going out of town. It depends. Yeah, it depends on how that is. But <clears throat> most of the days we'll be able to switch yep. in person on and those days. We so. did also, like switch at midnight a lot mm-hmm. of them yeah, <laughs> so as yeah. soon as the day changed because we were too and then we read for the rest of the day it, yeah. or we were, whatever we were too eager too eager for sure so um, we um oh sorry what, no, no. just go into the yeah I was gonna, something else that's what i was gonna say actually <laughs> just run down the list for us yeah. um okay so 12 days of christmas uh day one is gonna be a pirate themed book mm-hmm it's, it's pretty straightforward well because <laughs> christmas is all about pirates all about pirates totally um the second one is a obama book list pick Mm -hmm. obama every year oh so he also does a summer choice he does a summer choice Um, and he does an end of the year book list he does a a a obama recommends Mm -hmm. basically which he he has really good picks i have to shout out to the fact that like he really has emily st john mandale on there Pretty often. Um, I think he put Station Eleven on one mm-hmm. of them. And then he also, I know he put uh, Sea of Tranquility mm-hmm. on there, which he's one of my favorite contemporary authors. Yeah. So, when he, yeah. he seems like he, 
I want to believe <laughs> that he does read these books. Well, yeah, I would be surprised. I if can't he didn't. assume yeah. because you never know. Right. I would be kind of surprised if he didn't. Yeah. But. But he's also well. He was a busy man, and he was doing this. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. What's so day three? the second one was the Obama book list. Day mm-hmm. three is a book with three in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, just because <laughs> it just has to have the word three. We like those weird categories where it's like. This let's, is in let's the title. Hunt for something. It's it's like a color in the title, or yeah. a month in the title, or a number in the title, or something like that. I like that. being able to hunt for something. I can't just like have this list of books that I want to get you and make it fit. Mm-hmm. It has to be something I've actually like searched for. Yeah, yeah. So we I like enjoy that. that. Oh, my phone. Oh. I'm gonna turn my screen oh, back on. Um, so the book four is a book talk book. Mm-hmm. Um, just a book that we saw on book talk on our our feed. That uh, probably, I think this is like, I typed in book talk books and it was like the third video mm-hmm. that actually showed me a book because the first two didn't show me books. Right. <laughs> and so I just randomly chose one. Um, day five is the book related gift. Day six is a book that takes place in one single day. Um, mm-hmm. This was one that you wanted to do. Yeah. Specifically because you really like, what are they called? Um, there's a term... Closed door stuff? I think. Or? No, because didn't you tell me there was a term for it when it takes place in a day? Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not <clears> sure. <throat> yeah. Well, I like, I, I mean, I like singular location books right. as well. And a lot of like single day books are going to be in one location yeah. or at least a limited number of I mean, you're not traveling so. the galaxy in a day. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, book seven was urban legend or cryptozoology. Mm-hmm. So... Bigfoot, Yetis, Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster. Monsters. Yeah, yeah we, I, that's just something that we both think that we both find interesting. So we wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, urban legend kind of throws that in there too, because uh, the Baba Yaga, I believe, is an urban legend more oh, so yeah. than cryptozoology. Big fan um, of Baba Yaga. Jackalopes <laughs> are kind of that in between barrier. Yeah. So we wanted we wanted something like that. Um, number eight was a bestseller. That's super self explanatory. A book that sold well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, nine, an award-winning book. It did not ama- It did not ma- uh, matter. Oh, my gosh. It did not matter uh, which award. Mm-hmm. It just needed to have won an award. Yeah. Uh, number 10 was a book based on a video game. This was harder than I thought, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it'd be super easy, and then when I went to go search for it, it mm-hmm. was That's my first harder. one. Really? Yeah. 100% my first one. I knew exactly what to get you. Huh. Yeah. Well, then I really thought about it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, duh. Like, you've known, but mm-hmm. it, it it took me a minute. Right. Um, Number 11 was a book with a show adaptation. Oh, I don't remember what I got you for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number 12 is a Christmas book. And the reason... So we do a Christmas book. That's the... Like, this, that's... Christmas Day, mm-hmm. we're opening this specific book. Right. Which is why, when we do our exchange in a little bit, it is not a Christmas book. Yeah, so we have a monthly theme in which we exchange a book each month that's based on that theme, and we're not doing a Christmas theme for this book in particular. But our theme for this month's podcast is the holidays. Yeah, so we are focusing on kind of holiday books and things like that, but for sure, the the you know book we're... Transferring to each other, 
exchanging, exchanging. with each other. Uh, well, there is a transfer there. Um, it, it is not necessarily a Christmas book. Uh, so we're making right. sure to do something. Because so, we want to do something a little different. Yeah. Right. It seemed a little on the nose to mm-hmm. be like, all right, well, here's a Christmas book for Christmas. And then here's a Christmas book for the beginning of the month of Christmas. And yep. it just seemed like a lot. So yeah. what I came up with, and I kind of, I guess it'll be like a perfect segue. Yeah. What I came up with was we needed to have a book with a month in the title. Well, mm-hmm. the 12th month is the last month in the year. So I thought, oh, it'd be cool to kind of reflect on all the other months yeah. to have a month in the title of the book that we exchange. And it's also just a challenge like we talked about. <laughs> we like to do like a number or a color or an animal in the title. Right. This is kind of along those yeah, lines absolutely. of like we have to have a book that has a month in the title. So... Um, yeah, that kind of segues into our second segment here. Um, we can go ahead and exchange books if you want to, um, and then we'll give a rundown of our TBR for this month because this book is going to be added to our TBR as well. So, okay. I will take, ooh, hardcover. Yes. Ooh, oh, this looks good. So what I got you is a middle grade book. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think that mattered, but it would also take some pressure off of like trying to read something dense oh this looks this looks perfect <laughs> i could knock this out in like a, can, i could probably knock this out in a couple of days yeah absolutely. this looks so good yeah so it's called uh, my jasper june uh, by laurel snyder um let me you want can i mm-hmm. just read a little bit absolutely. okay i'll read the little uh the inside of the jacket here uh the school year is over and it is summer in atlanta the sky is blue the sun is blazing and the days brim with possibility But Leah feels lost. She has been this way since one terrible afternoon a year ago when everything changed. Since that day, her parents have become distant, her friends have fallen away, and Leah's been adrift and alone. Then she meets Jasper, a girl unlike anyone she has ever known. There's something mysterious about Jasper, almost magical. And Jasper, Leah discovers, is also lost. Together, the two girls carve out a place for themselves, a hideaway in the overgrown spaces of Atlanta, away from their parents and their hardships, somewhere only they can find. But as the days of this magical June start to draw to a close and the darker realities of their lives intrude once more, Leah and Jasper have to decide how real their friendship is and whether it can be enough to save them both. Didn't that sound good? Sounds amazing. And I thought it was interesting to try to find, like, to carve out a life away from the busy city of Atlanta. Yeah. And I bet it'd be super, like, easy to get lost. And it's such a great cover, too. Yeah. Because there's, like, a kind of a foresty green in I the foreground, it. and the background has a little bit more snow. And um, the two characters kind of reaching out to some stars mm-hmm. in the sky. Yeah, it's kind of textured. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Yeah, awesome. Right. Yeah, thank you. I'm much more nervous for the one that I got you now because the, the one that I got you is much more literary and it's something right. that I think is going to sort of push your boundaries a little bit. That's fine. I think. Everything so. that I chose for my TBR is a little fluffier this month. So. Ooh. <laughs> You're not going to know anything about this, I don't think. July's People by Nadine Gordimer. Gordimer. Yep. You read something? I read The Conservationist in college. She's a South African writer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, For years, it had been what is called a deteriorating situation. Now, all over South Africa, the cities are battlegrounds. The members of the Smales, no, that probably could be Smalls, family, (laughs) liberal whites, are rescued from the terror by their servant, July, who leads them to refuge in his village. What happens to the Smallses and to July, the shifts in character and relationships, gives us an unforgettable look into the terrifying tactic. Oh, my gosh. You're fine. Yeah. Terrifying. 
That is not tactics. Tactile? Nope, it's... <laughs> it's terrifying. Tacit. Yep. Understand. Okay. <laughs> Tacit understandings and misunderstandings between blacks and whites. Yeah. Oof. Again, oh. it's a little classic. Um, Nadine Gordimer is very well known as a South African author. You read Afuru, which mm-hmm. not South African, Nigerian, but like it, it looks it, like it's set up textually like this. Well, it leads into like similar themes of colonization and like race relations and things like that, which is something that I studied quite a bit. But also, it's a short book. It's, yeah, I wanted it's to get you something shorter this month because we had so much coming 160 up. 160 pages. Yeah. And what's really interesting to note is that instead of using um, quotations, mm-hmm. it's dashes to signify speech, which right. I think that there's a really neat stylistic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, like I said, I've read The Conservationist. I've not read this one. This is her biggest novel, uh, to mm. my knowledge. Um, this is the one that she's pretty well known for, and she's won so many awards, just so, so many awards for her work. So again, I just wanted to kind of push the boundary just a little bit, a little worried because it's more literary, but I I do think that you'll enjoy it. I, yeah. I genuinely do. And I and again, it's one of those things where it's like if it happens to end up being a like you know a, a, a DNF, that's okay. I really I'm okay with it. I just want to let you know. So. I've been doing too many of those lately. No, oh, I think just it's an, good. just to yeah. recap, I am DNFing the measure currently, mm-hmm. which was the book that I was the most excited for. I am just setting it aside so that I do not give it a bad review. Yeah. Under the current mental yeah. state that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fair. Because so, you were saying it's not a bad aside, book. You're saying it's not a bad book. It's just something that's not the right time for you yeah. personally. I need something I, like fluffy or fantasy. <laughs> I think that's great. I yeah. think I'm glad that you're more willing to DNF things because. If not, you're going to throw yourself into a reading slump, or you're just going to get super frustrated. Yeah. So. Oh, and then I do want to point out that Nadine Gordimer is a winner of the Nobel Prize in Literature. I was going to say, she's won so, so. many things. Just <laughs> an insane amount of awards. Like, she's incredibly well-known. Um, I have to say, she was at the bottom of my list of favorites uh, that I read in my African literature course. Oh, no. Not, But also mostly because like I latched on to Western African mm-hmm. literature and a lot of Nigerian literature in particular and Congolese literature. So like, it's, it's one of those things where I enjoy South African literature, but if I go for that, I'm going to go for... Um, oh, no. Uh, he wrote Disgrace. I completely lost his name. Anyway, he wrote Disgrace. Uh, he wrote um, a book that has barbarians in the title. Oh, I should know this. <laughs> I, I wrote a paper on him and everything. He's a he's a great author. Um, anyway, uh, he was the South... Kotsi. Uh, uh, yeah, J.M. Kotsi. Yeah, that's yeah. the one, though. Yeah, so he was, he was the one that I latched on to. I knew it in my head, and I knew exactly who you were talking about, mm-hmm. because we've talked about him we talked about multiple him a lot. times. yeah. yeah. But I That's just, good. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I think you, I think you might like her work better because if this is anything like the conservationist, it's less depressing than Katsia's work. Okay. Because Katsia's disgrace book is like one of the. It's titled Disgrace. It's one of the most depressing books ever. Yeah. It deals with sexual assault and trauma mm. and there's like multiple animal death. Like he works 
at a shelter where he euthanizes and buries dogs. This is the one you were telling me <laughs> yeah, about. It's yeah, incre- I don't want to read that. It's incredibly depressing, but also one of the greatest things I've ever yeah, read. I absolutely don't. And then that. I watched the film as well with John Malkovich, mm-hmm. and that, it's just... Nope. It's, it's painful, but it is one of the most searing displays of that. That's why I went with this. You did Ju- I did June and you did July. Right. That's Which funny. And I have to say, too, I had another book that I really wanted to get for you that I stumbled on after I bought this one that had a, a month in the title. Um, and I do have that one on the way for you <laughs> as well. So if this one doesn't work out after a few pages, <laughs> you can just transfer plan. it. Because the other one I'm much more excited for, okay. to be fair. I just wish that the local bookstores would have had it in stock, so yeah. I could have got that to you local first. bookstore. So. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, really quickly, um, just to throw this out there, I don't know who's listening, but our local used oh, bookstore yeah. is... Um, in danger of like losing their building, it's BJ's used books on mm-hmm. rant. Uh, no, the the Merc. <laughs> You'll you should know. probably if you know, you know. It's fine. You don't. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, they're in danger of losing their building because of um, what is it called? Whenever it's been condemned. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Because it's um, in bad shape. And they. They're trying to get it back up to code. Code violations, that's the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to get it back up to code. So if you guys could just think about them and, and, and I don't know, if you're the praying type, pray about them. The clo- Yeah, this is this is one of those weird ones where... They've been in our, business for over 40 years. Yeah, and our city does not have any independent used bookstores, really. Like none. Um, that's it, basically. Very few. Yeah, there's like maybe one more yeah. that's like downtown or something. But It's a very different style. Yes, yeah, it's very, it's much more limited. So yeah, and it's it is a sad situation. And they've already gone through a lot. It seems like mm-hmm. so. I I just wanted to throw that out there because he mentioned like local bookstores, and it made me think about it. Like we we just have a Barnes and Noble, and a, a Second and Charles, Charles, a you know BJ's used books, and then I don't even remember what the one downtown is called. Yeah, there's one downtown, um, so. but it's a lot smaller, and so we don't really have a lot as mm-hmm. far as like local. And, I mean, they've been part of our community for a long time, so. It's very sad. It was not in great shape whenever we went there. No. Um, but, like, it. But it, it did look like it was getting better because I saw yeah. recent pictures where, like, right. they got their manga wall up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're clearly trying. It's not their fault that the building is going under. Like, it's literally, they have landlords. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I just I just wanted to throw that out there. It's depressing, but, all right. Let's get on to some cheerful things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so now we're going to get into our TBR. Again, we have pretty short TBRs because we're exchanging the 12 books and we're probably going to slot, or the 11 books, mm-hmm. and we're going to slot those in uh, as we can throughout the month. Um, do you, okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to run down your TBR <laughs> yeah, first or absolutely. me? absolutely. It's up to you. So I'm going to have In the Time of the Butterflies by Julia Alvarez, which is one of the, it's the last book from the 10 that Aaron assigned for the beginning of the year. We gave each other 10 books to read. This is the last one on my list. Um, Blue Christmas by Mary Kay Andrews and Christmas Bliss by Mary Kay Andrews. I have found that she is the best person to get me out of a reading slump. She is the easiest, like... What, are you reading Santa Suit or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm also reading Santa Suit <laughs> um, by that, Mary Kay Andrews. That's my first book, <laughs> or first and only book by her. So Yeah. Sorry, that ahead. was... Oh, Santa Suit was Aaron's Christmas book last year. Right. Um, and he read it so fast and he doesn't, 
like like he said, he doesn't read. It's fast. like 150 pages, and yeah, it's like a Hallmark, a Hallmark story. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna read those three by her. <laughs> Because why not? I've had a stressful year. I'm just trying to get over 100. That's all. Um, Then I am going to read The Final Gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. It is the third installment of the Hawthorne or the Inheritance Games about the Hawthorne brothers. This is one of the ones that I was given last year during our 12 book or our 12 days exchange. He got me the whole box set. I read the first one December last year. And so I'm reading The Final Gambit. Um, December this year. They did come out with the fourth one, but it's not about the... Well, I guess it is later, but mm-hmm. the original trilogy it will be finalized this month. Right. I'm, that's definitely a read. I'm gonna finish it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. I think that's probably what I need to read next. That's probably where my mind has been. Sequel to Fourth Wing. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that that is... That's where my mind has been trying to go mm-hmm. since I started any other book this month so <laughs> and if you listen to the november episode fourth wing was like very high yeah, on your list I loved you were gushing about i don't want to be so. like i i do try to be like i don't i don't necessarily want to be those people that like goes with the crowd but, but if you enjoy if you enjoy the book go with it that's yeah it i don't so care good. the popularity thing does not you, matter you can't just, tell me it wasn't good just enjoy what you enjoy yeah like you, it's one of those things where like that might be a hill for mm-hmm. me yeah yeah <laughs> and i can see how some people might not enjoy it i mean but yeah absolutely like it's just a, i yeah. think it came to me at the right time too mm-hmm. um because i didn't read it when everybody else read it Right. Because it came out in May this year, and mm. it's been popular since May. Yeah. Oh, um, huge. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm I, very happy I have both of those books. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So, let me count. One, two, three, four, five. Santa Suit, six. And the this book, seven. So, I have seven on my list, when normally I have 15. So. <laughs> but, yeah, once you get the 11, it'll, yeah. it'll kind of transfer in. So. Well, um my tbr yeah okay that's all i got yeah so my tbr is purely uh trying to wrap up the 10 books uh that you assigned me um i have four left so i have a discovery of witches by deborah harkness um i started that one i'm about 150 160 pages in um to that one uh currently i enjoy that book quite a bit um i talked about it at the end of november um it's a little bit slow it's a little bit harder for me to get into at times but i am enjoying it and i was wanting to mention and we started to talk about this before the episode but i thought it'd just be better for the episode um there is a so this book if you're not (laughs) if you're not familiar with this book um this is a book about it's like a modern day almost kind of dark academia sort of story um, about a, a world in which witches, vampires, and demons are uh, kind of commonplace, but humans more or less ignore that they exist. Some humans know they exist, the, but... The philosophy behind stuff like this is humans would rather stay ignorant to it. That's what it feels like, yeah. yeah. So they're they're just sort of operating in the background a little bit, um, trying to more or less to stay somewhat anonymous. Um, but in some cases they overlap with humans and, and it's fine mm-hmm. basically. Um, but the idea is that the main character finds a book that all three, and she's a witch, but she's trying not to use her powers. And all three of these mystical magical species want this book. 
uh, for different reasons, basically. And she's having to sort of come to terms with that. But it's also sort of, there's like odd sort of slice of life moments in Mm it. Um, And I had this like odd turning point where, so I think maybe because of Twilight, I'm a little bit not partial to romantic relationships between vampire vampire relationships in general, I think. And maybe it's Twilight, maybe it's some other thing. I don't know. You're just racist about vampires. Okay. We can just throw that out there. No, no, it just <laughs> it just it doesn't sit right. There's something odd about it. There's something like in my mind kind of overdone about this like all knowing like ancient being mm-hmm. that like just somehow knows so much and is so charming and so irresistible that they're able to lure people in by their very species nature mm-hmm. of who they are. And that is how these vampires are mm-hmm. to a large extent. Um, yep. And there was a, there was a scene where there, the chapter that I got to, which I read a lot, we had a reading day. I got really far in this book and then I slowed down to a crawl mm-hmm. in this last chapter because the whole point of this chapter was that they are going to have dinner. She's cooking a dinner for him. It's the first time that this vampire is coming to her house and everything. She doesn't know anything about vampires hardly. And I'm like... Well, and yeah. she... There is a there is a race issue. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because well, witches and vampires don't get along. Yeah. So, All this three. is important to note. Like... Yeah. Added anxiousness. Of course, of course. But it's like, she doesn't necessarily have any prejudices, Mm -hmm. but she's just ignorant to vampires because of her family's prejudices. Mm -hmm. So I was very much not looking forward to this chapter, and I think that's why I slowed down so much. Because she's trying to find, like, dinner stuff, and she, like, it's not major spoilers or anything. She calls, like, the zoology department to find out what wolves eat because he was studying wolves, and she's like, oh, well, then they're probably somewhat similar. I thought it was sweet. Yes, but weird, because she, like, <laughs> buys, like, raw venison. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, like, raw salmon and, like, all these things. Like, or smoked salmon, which is fine. But, like, you know, like, raw venison and, like, I don't know. It's just very odd. The, it, again, it, it in my brain, it's slightly played out. It's a little bit uncomfortable and kind of overdone. Maybe that's just me personally. I'm not sure. But anyway, I was reading through it, and I was completely... Oh, my gosh. That's fine. <laughs> so... It's fine. It's fine. I was completely turned around on it. Like, I genuinely... I I flip-flopped in this chapter in particular, but only because um, I am a sucker for explaining mythical species and things like that through real world lenses and there's a bit in this chapter where they go into like why humans have all of these like uh kind of stereotypes of vampires Mm -hmm. like why they can't be why they can't come into your house unless you invite them why they burn in sunlight why they're like allergic to garlic or whatever and all these things are untrue Mm -hmm. but he points out there's like a nugget of truth in all of these things and this whole dinner turns into sort of like her gently prying this information out of him. And it turns out to be kind of an info dump, but at the same time, really interesting. And it's like, oh yeah, vampires just have a really great sense of smell. And that's why they, the, the, the like myth is that garlic is repugnant to them because their sense of smell is heightened, so it does turn them away. 
but they're not like going to get hurt by it. Right. It's or, just too much. Or sunlight. The sunlight doesn't burn them, but it does make them a little bit more luminescent and it makes them more obvious as not human. And humans have this desire to just act like creatures do not exist like that. Right. So being in the sunlight think, makes it think repellent. Sparkling. Exactly. Right. Almost, yeah. <laughs> and the inviting them into the home thing, he says, like, yeah, you know, humans just don't want to believe that they live around creatures like us. It makes them uncomfortable. So inviting us into the home is something that if they can believe that, oh, we have to be invited, then they can trick their brains into thinking, oh, yeah, they're, they're safe. Yeah, they're not that close to us, yeah. you know, even though that's not true. Because they don't have to invite everybody in. Yeah. yeah. So that whole chapter just turned on me. So, like, I think I'm back into the pocket. I think I'm good to keep moving with Yay. it. I just slowed down so much because, again, I I really am tired of this idea that, like, the ultimate predator that is like so attractive to people that it just draws people in and the super charming old fashioned and there is still some of that there. Okay. Like he's obsessed but, with old fashioned wines, for example. But what like, I thought was really cute about that, right? Uh, like if I were to cook for you for the very first time, yes. I would want to make sure I knew what you were allergic to and what you were not allergic to. Absolutely. And that's literally what I think that's what I liked about well, it. Is like she was doing her research into figuring out like essentially what he's allergic to and what he's not allergic to. Of course. And, and I know that that wasn't like a, a negative that you said, but right. I just thought it was, I think that's, I think that's actually what made me, this entire section is what made me like it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even before, like when she's just doing all the research, because people like it when you pay attention. Oh, of course, of course. Well, I mean, the first time that I cooked for you, I remember specifically like, hey, are you allergic to anything? Right, right, right. Like I, and I do that for anybody. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to have something, you know, if somebody has a peanut allergy, I'm going to throw my peanut butter out. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or make sure it's like tight and in the back of the cabinet. Right. So, like, I get that. I, I think maybe also, well, okay, so two things that, that I think turn me away. One, she also ate raw venison. I've had venison before. I can't imagine eating that yeah, raw. Yeah, she didn't need to try it. She didn't need to. Yeah. What was going on with that? And okay, so and also, there's the fact that he would not be out, up front about it. Like he didn't even tell her what he was allergic to. He it, like she just asked like, uh, you know, what's your diet like? And he says, I, I'm an omnivore, and that's all he'll say. Because he can eat everything. Yeah. There's just not stuff he likes. But I think. but why wouldn't he be up front and right. say? Because he did tell her. He's like he's like yeah we like. During the dinner, he makes it clear that vampires don't really eat a lot of vegetables. Right. Um, that raw meat is much better than cooked meat because mm -hmm. the cooked smell is too overwhelming. Um, and he talks about that. I don't know why he couldn't just be upfront about that. <laughs> I don't know why he has to be this weird, like, let's dance around it. And she's <laughs> he's, calling he's the like zoo. that through the whole... Well, yeah. Not like, but, like, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> well... That's kind of his whole thing is, like... You know, like it's that it's that trope of like, oh, the mysterious guy. Yeah, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Literally, you're right. That's exactly that what I'm saying. And also, and, and to, be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I partially understand it because he's born in like 500 AD yeah. or something like that. So like he's probably exhausted with trying to tell people yeah. these things. I get that. But the other thing that I was going to say is, um, I was also just a little bit. It, it was just a little bit frustrating, I think, too, because. Initially, going into this chapter, they were setting it up as just the dinner chapter. Mm -hmm. And in my brain, I'm like, this is almost a, this is like a 500 page book. 
<laughs> why do we need to spend it's a long it's like a 30 page chapter like, why do we need 30 pages of just <laughs> right. this dinner but once they actually started building plot and stuff like that i was like okay this is fine this is good it was like it it did end up being a really good way to like build the world yeah 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 it definitely did so <laughs> that's a long-winded way to say that that's the one that i'm focused on for now um i'm gonna try to finish that one um and then i have three more um not including the exchange book so I have The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon, also a massive book. It's like 830 pages. It's a fantasy book that I got into a long time ago. I recommend, well, not a long time ago, a while ago. I recommended it to you. Mm-hmm. You read through it pretty quick mm-hmm. and enjoyed it. I read maybe the first 50 pages and fell off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to try to finish that this month. Um Read uh, Toxin by Robin Cook. I don't know much at all about this book other than what you told me. Yeah, so it's going to be like a like a medical It's like a medical drama, drama book, mm-hmm. yeah. My ninth slash twelfth grade teacher recommended this book to me. Yeah. Um, and then White Oleander by Janet Fitch. Um, this is one of your favorite books, if not your favorite book it of is, all time. It is one of my favorite books. Yeah. I. I do fluctuate a little bit, but this is one of those books that like comes back. Mm-hmm. I could not tell you what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Because I, even though it's it like even though I remember loving it, yeah, yeah, I remember the main plot and none of the subplot. Yeah, so I I I've been meaning to read that one for a long time because you told me pretty early on that yeah, that's one of your my favorites, first so. or my first uh, birthday that you were a part of. Mm-hmm. You got me a. Signed copy. Was yeah. it my birthday? Yeah, I think a it was your birthday. Signed copy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really excited for you to read it, so you can tell me what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then obviously I have my Jasper June, which we just exchanged. I'm really excited about that one too. I'm excited for all of these. I really am. Um, it's a heavy reading month for me. Thankfully, I'm, yeah. I think you're going to end up like if you finish everything, you'll end up reading more pages than me. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, I, I'm, you know, the semester's wrapping up. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching a winter class, but it's purely online. So hopefully I'll be able to take some time to just read and like really enjoy some of these books and get through them. Yeah. Um, that's the goal at least. There but. is no, just, there is, just to let you know, <laughs> there's no penalty for not finishing them. It feels like they, there is. No, no I'm just joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> they just do carry on to the next year. It's just a little crazy that like, to me, crazy at least. That this is only ten books, mm-hmm. and you assign these to me like January first. Literally of this year. the first. We've just had yeah. such a crazy year. And to be fair, <laughs> I assigned you heavy books. I think seven of the books were over four hundred pages. Yeah. One of them was under two hundred pages, mm-hmm. and seven of them were sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In some capacity, again. All great books so far. There's Speaks been, a lot about what I like. Right, reader. right. Um, and there's been a lot of variety, and I've enjoyed them a ton. Yeah. But but just, yeah, I it, it is just wild that this year has been so hectic that I've not been able to get through 10 books mm-hmm. that you asked me to read, you know. But hopefully That's I will. Okay. Hopefully, I mean, I'm waiting to the last month, too. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, you read a lot faster. So, but. All right. Well, that is our TBRs. Um yeah. We like to wrap up each episode typically with a couple of random recommendations, but we found that that is somewhat difficult sometimes. Yeah, to come... if you just like go to work and come home, mm-hmm. you don't try any like new desserts. You don't <laughs> try any like 
new face washes. <laughs> oh, if food was opened up, if I knew that, I could have. Food is always opened up. I'm just joking. <laughs> Yeah. Now, so we're thinking about, sometimes we'll do two recommendations of random things. Sometimes we'll do, like, a little well, tribute. Yeah, we wanted to thing. do some, like, little factoids. Yeah. Like, um, little factoid type things for each For you guys for to get other. to, like, know us as, like, readers. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe one day I'll just find some random trivia about yeah. books. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but the Bible sells, or has the most sold copies and... All the land, right? Isn't it the Bible still? All the land. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to our. Um, <laughs> let's get to our factoid. <laughs> We're getting into weird phrasing here. Okay. So what was the what was the, the highest kind of... amongst the world? Anyways, what was, uh, what was the question that we're working with? Uh, so what we did was, what author do we own the most books from? Mm-hmm. So mine is Janet Ivanovich, who writes the Stephanie Plum series. They're Oh, I didn't write it down. Twenty-seven. I'm pretty sure, like ninety-nine percent sure the that number. Sounds right. The number I have is twenty-seven of her books. You've probably seen them. One for the money. Uh, the the second one's called Two for the Show. Um, three score, or three to score, four to get lucky, something like that. And mm-hmm. she goes. She's still doing them. They're like up to thirty now. Yeah. Um, I have twenty-five of them. That I got off of eBay a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then some side stories. Yeah. So I have not, I've only read two, three. I've read three out of 27. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I have um, Stephen King is my most, uh, I own the most of his books. I have 17. Well, 18 I, now. Oh, yeah. 18. Yeah. yeah. It. It's a shared one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, 17, 18, <laughs> depending on how you count. Well, the one Danny gave you. So 19 now. Oh, shoot. 19. Yeah. <laughs> So it's one of those things where, like, I like Stephen King well enough, but whenever you're into literature and reading is a big hobby for you, and if you go to school for English and you study literature, I found that if your family and friends don't know much else about you, then they just buy you Stephen King books because Mm -hmm. that's the easy answer because he's such a well-known author. Well, there's so many. Like, it's pretty likely if they just make a list of which ones they've given you, right? they're not going to get them for you again. Yeah, so I've ended up with so many Stephen King books being gifted to me, and I've read five of them all the way through, and two of them I believe I've read partially That's so much through. Than me, I think. Yeah, and I and the two partials um, are uh, the revival, I think. And under the no, I finished under the dome. I was proud of that because I was like thirteen hundred pages <laughs> or something. Um, oh, it was the one that I okay. read. Oh, no, no, no! I did finish that one. Stand. Uh, no, I finished that one too. Oh. I, I can't remember what the second partial is. Unless Revival like is very good, though, but I got it. Oh, it is the Gunslinger. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. Me, I know what yeah. I'm talking about. Because I read until like the last 20 pages yeah. of that book and then quit it at 20 pages. That um, sucks. And then I started it again and read it halfway through and quit because it's not well written. And Stephen King even says it's not well written. Wow. Um, he doesn't like it. He, uh, he put out the revised version, which is the one that I have, and he says this is better than the original, but it's still not good. Um, and it's hard to get through. So it's part of the Dark Tower From what series. I understand, the Dark Towers get better. Oh, the, from what I understand, the second one is great. Like, yeah. from there it gets great. But I mean, great. with yeah. a series, it's not like you can start at book two. Yeah. and that's, he, that's kind of like what we talked about in our last November episode, where, mm-hmm. like, you can't tell somebody, well, you just got to get through the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the Dark Tower is like a 
fantasy multiverse narrative. Mm-hmm. It's like Stephen King considers it his magnum opus because it it ties in like a bunch of his other books together. Um, and it's like this weird multiverse narrative, and it's his first stab at like a I mean, pure it is fantasy. what ties them all in because now he sets them all in that, like he sets them all in the same world now. D- different right? parts of those universes, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're yeah, there's like small Easter eggs to a bunch yeah. of his major titles in that series, but but yeah, so seventeen Stephen King books, eighteen, nineteen, however you want to count it. Um, it's nineteen. Yeah, and uh, again, five of those read, two of them that are partially read. Uh, again, he's a great author. Um, I If you're ever interested in Stephen King, though, I always tell people read Misery if you I want one of his thing. novels. I think that one's good because yeah. it's a thriller and it's also horror, but it's easier to get through. It's not like scary, gory yeah. horror. It's just like... It's thriller. It's anxiety-inducing. Yeah, sure. It's tense. It's like stalker horror. Yeah, and if you're not looking for one of his novels, if you want to read something else, if you don't like horror, read On Writing, which is his like part memoir, part writing manifesto, Did you basically. Did count the Green Mile stuff in that? No. <laughs> Uh, I did not. So I'll, we'll only have half of that. So anyway. 19 and a half. Yeah. So last last month I got three of the six small volumes of the Green Mile. Um, that's so, funny. Yeah. But anyway, that's where we are uh, with those a little factoid and things off yeah. with. And um, like we said at the top of the show, we're going to have some bonus episodes this month. So keep an eye out for those. But we'll definitely be back um, December 15th. Uh, we'll drop another episode where we get you caught up on our TBR, give some mid-month sort of uh, initial reactions to books, maybe some brief reviews, mm-hmm. just some coverage there. Uh, and then at the end of the month, um, we will have our end-of-the-month episode where we talk about the 12 books that we received yep. um, and things like that from this list. So if you're interested in what we got each other for these categories that we introduced, that'll be the end of the month And episode. I will say... Um, the next special that we're working on is going to be like a like buying guide mm-hmm. almost. So we're working on it. That is hopefully what we're going to have out next. Uh, so be looking out for that because I think it could be helpful for people who like books like me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'll be good. <laughs> and, I, and it'll be fun too because buying guides are always fun. Yeah. But, All right, we're going to wrap this one up um, and probably go try to read a little bit, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, Reach out to us at uh, talkbookie at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. And then we have some social medias. Yep, it's talkbookie (laughs) at Instagram. And then we're on Goodreads uh, Goodreads at backslash Femory and backslash ATCole1400. yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, be our friends on Goodreads, I actually get on Goodreads quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of socializing on Goodreads, but I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like, and there's just, it's, I post, like, I, I put the book that I'm done with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we also, um, the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, um, as long as that exists, and then also up on Amazon uh, as well as straight through Podbean. Um, it'd be great if you left us a review, leave us a rating, uh, follow us on those platforms, subscribe to us on those platforms if possible, all of those sorts of things, because those things really do boost uh, our coverage and kind of how broad this podcast gets advertised so that we can get more listeners and things like that. So um, always do those things if you have the time and if you feel yeah, inclined. Yeah, and if you like our show too, if you want to like 
share our links mm-hmm. to your friends, that'd be super. Obviously. Because like the more we... people that share, the more people we can share with. Yeah, because we, we really want to try to get somewhat of an audience that we can share our passions with books with. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, that's it, I think. Yeah, we're going to wrap things up. Again, we will see you mid-month, and then keep an eye out for the special episodes. Um, but, yeah. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it and bearing with us through a little bit of the rambly stuff, but (laughs) we had a good time. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye.